What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Daniel's Den. I am your host, Daniel Pasley. So we're just going to dive into the matchup of the two small ball juggernauts in the Houston Rockets, you know, the kings of the, the uh, modern-day small ball, and then the Boston Celtics, you know, two teams that feature lineups that have guys who are shorter than 6'10". But, you know, let's dive into what made this matchup so special. So, you know, this game pretty much was on ESPN. For those that watched, um, you're in for a treat. We kind of expected this, you know, two teams that, as I've said, aren't really traditional. uh, They don't really play traditional lineups. You know, two teams that do a large chunk of uh, scoring through their wings. Obviously, the emergence of uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown's been a borderline all-star. And, of course, on the other side, talking about, um, you know, the Houston Rockets, a, a team that's used small ball. You know, we've had this happen before where, you know, the Phoenix Suns in their heyday used guys like Tim Thomas at center, Boris Diaw at center, even the Miami Heat going with Udonis Haslam at center. And at times, you know, maybe going with like LeBron at center, just basing it off of height. You know, obviously the biggest thing with this, as I've said, you know, is pretty much putting your best five guys on the floor and I think both teams pretty much exhibited that um but let's let's dive into the first half you know this was a game that early it looked like it was getting a bit out of hand I thought Boston did a great job funneling you know funneling hard into a a lot of contested shots um I thought early he was kind of forcing it he had five fouls sorry three three uh three fouls on the game but he had five turnovers and it seemed like he had about two of those on the offensive end where he, he could have made that kick out. I know he's a guy that likes to make those uh, uh, passes to the wing. I thought a few times uh, early Boston did a good job funneling him, watching the tape again, you know, sending him. A lot of people say, oh, don't f- let him go left. But when you let him go baseline, regardless of which side it's on, when you pretty much funnel guys to the baseline, you usually have help. And that's how a lot of teams are predicated on in terms of their defense. You know, they did a good job on him as a whole. You know, he went, obviously, looking at this, just the stats, 21 points, four rebounds, eight assists. You know, those are good stats, but the thing is, from the field, you know, he has struggled from time to time. You know, we've seen this in the past, you know, going 7 of 24 from the floor. I thought, like I said, Boston did a great job using length. Uh, Jalen Brown, he, he did a good job playing without fouling. You know, he had four fouls on the game, but I feel like, you know, based on how physical he was within the rules, he did a great job of making hard and work for every basket, which was something that, you know, early I thought uh, was was a bit concerning. But, you know, when you have a guy like Russell Westbrook, uh, he finished the game with 41 points, eight rebounds, five assists, 16 to 27 from the floor. You know, he's been real efficient. I've said that he's shooting about 54% from the floor since, uh, you know, pretty much the last uh, – last like 12 games he's pretty much been shooting that so for a guard we all know that's a pretty good percentage for anybody that's a real good percentage but you know he's limited to threes once again going one of two from three and he's shooting about 34 percent in the last 12 games from three which is a good thing because obviously you know he's not up in volume something that he may tend to do just because he's trying to prove something maybe or teams are letting him shoot and he's doing it off of no ball movement 
So it's it's a bit concerning if if he's shooting a lot, but obviously of late he's been doing a great job. And I thought early he did a good job getting to the rim. Um, he he did he did it all game, but early I feel like he kept them around regardless. Uh, you know they got down to about twelve early, but I think he did a good job. You know getting to the paint, hitting that pull up, finding that good balance. I think that's something that we've criticized Westbrook for. You know pretty much throughout his career in terms of oh well he's too this or he's too that, but I feel like he was real selective with his shots. I don't think he's, I think he's at a point in his career where we could say he's playing the best basketball of his career. And, you know, you may look at that and say, hey, he won an MVP. He's averaged a triple-double three years in a row. But to me, he's taking his game to the next level, especially because, you know, he's real efficient with it. You know, looking at the stats at the rim, the last, uh, last 12 games, he's taking about 11 shots at the rim, shooting 61%. And just comparing those numbers to pretty elite guards, this this list features guys like, you know, Doncic, Simmons, who a lot of people are critical of finishing at the rim. But, you know, he's he's a guy who can finish at the rim. And obviously he doesn't shoot, but, hey, he uses his uh, strength. Uh, Bradley Beal, a guy who's pretty multidimensional, he shoots 65%. And then Harden is just slightly better than Westbrook in terms of uh, guards. He's shooting six about 61%. Uh, Westbrook shooting about 60.7 to be exact. Um, that And that's on about 300 or more attempts on the year. So that that goes to show, you know, that's somewhere I thought Westbrook should have been better with. I think, you know, people look at his stats, especially fantasy owners, look look at his stats and say, hey, hey, he's shooting like 30% from the floor. It's so annoying to own this guy. You know, a guy so athletic, he hasn't found a way to balance finishing at the rim. But to me, I feel like he's he's done a good job finishing under control. His body controls looked as best as it's been. Um, last nine games, he's shooting 67% at the rim, and he's he's averaging 13.6 at the rim, which goes to show you that, hey, man, he's he's pretty much, as my brother Omar said it, you know, he's pretty much their new Capella. He's doing it, he's he's doing it from a different part of the court in terms of how he gets to the rim, but he's their new dunker spot. So I think that's where a lot of teams have pressure because obviously with Capella, you could just sit off the ball, load the load the paint, but with Westbrook, you can't really play off because as I've said before, you give him a line drive, he's getting to the rim. Um, I thought the biggest thing was from outside of those two was, you know, P.J. Tucker went three of six from three. That guy's automatic from three, mainly corner threes. As I've said, he shoots about 52% from the corner three on the year. So you can't leave him open. I'm going to go into why uh, his three ball was so big in this game and then you know, Robert Covington, man, the, this guy's, he's been a good pickup to say the least. He had 16 and 16, you know, we're, we're looking at it from a size perspective and looking at it and saying, Hey, you know, he's about six, seven, you know, how's this working? But he's averaging three blocks per game. I don't know if he'll sustain that, but it will be interesting to see where he tapers off to. He's averaged about one around one for his career. And, you know, Capella, I think this year, if I'm not mistaken, he's averaged just under two blocks a game. So if he's somewhere within that range for um, the next, uh, what, 20-plus games, I think they're in a good spot. And, you know, especially because of the way Boston is, I think having guys likewise in size, it it makes it really easy for him to be a guy that's a rim protector. Um, You know, they got, you know, little production from their bench, but I thought – the starters did a good bulk of their work. I, you know, they they did play Austin Rivers and Eric Gordon a bit, Jeff Green and Macklemore, but 
you know, I'm just going to go into why, you know, their small ball was just so effective, especially when they made that run in the third quarter. You know, flipping to the other side, 9-22 from the floor for Marcus Smart. He had 26 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, going 5-15 of from three. I thought he was a little, he's a bit of a streaky shooter. He shoots about 39%, but defensively he does so much. He had four steals, and I feel like he does a good job of, you know, almost like a Beverly, except I feel like he's a little bit more savvy with it. You know, sometimes Beverly, because of his size, he can be looked at as an agitator. And, of course, Marcus Smart is in a way. But I thought, you know, Marcus Smart did his usual on defense. Tatum wasn't the best shooting from the floor. He went 9 of 27. You know, struggled a bit from the line, 10 of 14, especially late, which led to the three that let set this game overtime by Brown. But he did a good job in terms of staying within the game, getting to the line with 14 attempts, you know, 32 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Jalen Brown was big for them defensively, as I mentioned, with 23, 22 points. Ha- didn't really have, like, numbers in terms of steals and blocks. Had one each, but, you know, his positional defense and being physical with Harden was key. You know, Daniel Tice was big for them as well with his 15 rebounds. And uh, he pretty much – he tried his best in a, you know – negate the advantage that the small ball Rockets have. And especially looking at that, you know, Gordon Hayward was, the numbers were good, 18, 6, and 4, 8 of 16 from the floor. But to me, I feel like, you know, especially late, I feel like he could have done a bit more, but I'm just going to go into that as we go along. So moving on to the game itself, I thought because of the presence of P.J. Tucker, we saw Houston especially with Westbrook, him, he loves to go baseline and especially due to their five out set. And they want to shoot a lot of threes, especially looking at their, their makeup, you know, analytically, they, they love the three, you know, they, they shot a high percentage. They shot, sorry, they didn't even shoot a high percentage, but because of Westbrook, sorry, I think he kept them honest and having guys like PJ Tucker in the weak side corner, even strong side corner, especially because Boston was trying to keep Tice on PJ because PJ is a physical rebounder, plays a lot taller than he is based on his physicality. But, you know, I I thought that because of that matchup, you know, even watching the game, I feel like Houston, because of having, as I've said, if you're on the weak side corner and a guy drives baseline, that's your help. But because of PJ being so prolific and being the best corner three shooter, according to a lot of people, but even looking at the numbers, he is pretty much the best corner three specialist in the league. But, you know, him being a guy that keeps you honest, that, that's a tough uh, situation to put the defense in. And I thought Boston, did, sorry, not Boston, Houston did a good job of keeping him there, especially with Tice being a guy that's a bit bigger, can impose his will on the glass. And even like uh, blocking shots from time to time, I thought that, you know, Houston did a good job in in order to allow for guys like Westbrook to finish clear at the rim. Um, you know, also looking at a guy like Covington as well, I thought he was big, obviously, as I've said. The three blocks, I feel he has really good instincts on defense. That's something I have said, but I did not expect for him to average three blocks per game. You know, as I've said, I don't think it's sustainable. But at the same time, if he's going to be a guy that, you know, especially when they play teams like the Clippers who – you know, may give them some problems because they give a lot of people problems when they're fully loaded. You know, even L.A., uh, depending on um, where their health is and, and the not L.A., sorry, the Lakers. I should specify that, obviously. But, um, you know, there, there are teams that pose some threats to them. But at the same time, I think 
especially when teams go smaller, they try to match the Rockets, especially when they're they're on and they're hitting that night in a four uh, seven game series. You know, it's going to be tough to match up with him, especially if he's going to be having deflections. And I thought due to the presence of Westbrook, you know, Harden didn't have to, like I've said before, just because of Westbrook's run, I think it's a blessing in disguise for Harden. It allows for him to be a guy that, you know, he may not have the best night, but and then he has somebody that can go up to bat for him, do a lot, you know, wreak havoc on the defense. And that's a good job uh, on Westbrook's part, as I've said. And flipping to the other side, I thought, um, you know, Boston did, they did have a, they had, they had some chances, I thought, you know, especially early, I thought, you know, Boston could run away with this. But as I said before, Westbrook was big, but I feel like there was such an inability from three and just the field period from three, they shot about 31%. That's below average. You know, they shot 45 in the second quarter where they made their run. But outside of that, you know, looking at it, they shot 25 in the first the game was pretty close. Uh, when Houston made their run, they shot 28 from three, which, you know, Boston countered that with uh, 47 from three on 15 attempts. And, um, you know, they, they kind of, they kind of were okay. They're okay in the fourth where they went four of 13, but I thought the shooting from the field, especially against a Houston team that goes small. And I, this is where I'm going to kind of elaborate. I thought, Houston did a good job. This is something that Drew Hanlon talked about, uh, you know, kind of looking at the pickups of when, um, what, what I mean by that is when Tatum's about to gather his uh, the ball. So he's, when he's about to pick up the ball pretty much, I thought, you know, even looking at the film, he said that's something they worked on, you know, him initiating contact as, as opposed to seeking it, you know, kind of bracing for it. I think him initiating his contact sooner, especially with a guy like P.J. Tucker, you know, Eric Gordon's a pretty socky guy. Covington's pretty strong. And even Harden and Westbrook, those guys are pretty physical, even though people may look at Harden as not the greatest defensive player. You know, he's a good post-up defender. But, you know, on the perimeter, a lot of people will say, well, I don't know about that. But I thought Houston did a good job just being physical with him on his drives. I thought the time they really timed his pickups. I thought that did play a big role. And people may look at that like, what, what, what are you talking about, man? But you know, just looking looking at a lot of the drives, I thought, especially because he likes to go downhill and especially they love to use screen and roll, I thought because of their switchability, you know, Houston, they 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 pretty much, they muscled up on Tatum. And I thought that's why he struggled from the floor. I know he still had 30 points, but, you know, maybe he was due for a bad game. But at the same time, I thought Houston, I liked what I saw from Houston. And to go back to my point in terms of, you know, the inability to finish, I thought Boston early, just looking at the the box score, excuse me. Um, Boston did a good job in terms of er shooting early. They shot 53% early from two-point land um, in the first quarter. And then moving on to the second, they shot six about 63%. So the average is out to about around 60 61%. But then looking for the rest of the game, it's 35.7% in the third, 36.4 in the fourth, 37.5 in the in the overtime. And that averages out to about 36%. And that's that was to me the inability to capitalize on the switches because I thought in terms of the way they attacked, I thought, you know, a guy like Gordon Hayward, especially with the amount of tension that 
Jason Tatum seems to have been getting, obviously, and rightfully so. He's averaged about 30-plus a game in his past. I, I can go on about, you know, how great he's been. But, you know, that's a, another podcast for another time. But um, I thought they did a good job in terms of uh, – Houston did a good job, obviously, muscling him. But a guy like Gordon Hayward, even Jalen Brown, I thought the way they attacked mismatches, you know, Boston seemed like they were a bit, in a bit of a rush, especially when – Screens were coming. I thought Jalen Brown kind of, and I think that's a part of his game that has to grow. You know, I feel like sometimes he doesn't recognize when there's gaps or he doesn't recognize, you know, a guy's coming to scream me. I shouldn't drive at him. You know, that kind of makes no sense. You, one, it creates possible uh, illegal screen opportunities. And two, because there's already a defender uh, there, you're pretty much driving into traffic. You know, the ball just came from the pick and roll guy. If you're dribbling at him, you know, that's that doesn't really make sense. You know, you have to move the defense. In order to do that, you got to move it the ball from, you know, side to side and also get downhill. And I thought um, Boston didn't do a good a, jo- a good job of that. And, uh, you know, kudos to um, Houston for being real physical on the wings. And uh, especially late, I feel like I saw that. I thought Boston had a couple chances, you know, with Daniel Tice at the rim. Um, obviously with Marcus Smart late, he had a couple, he had that late turnover, but he also, I, I feel like he, him and Hayward, they, especially Hayward, I thought he, he kind of spotted up a lot as opposed to getting to the rim. I, I would have liked to seen, you know, that balance Tice went three of eight from the floor, you know, didn't really hit threes, but if he's not going to keep the defense honest, he has to be somewhat of a vet. I don't expect him to have 30 and 15. He's not like Shaq, but obviously I expect him to be a guy that, Hey, offensive glass, you know, you got to crush it. You got to make use of your opportunities. He had three blocks, but, you know, that that inability to, to close really killed Boston. I thought their inability to finish from the two-point uh, range, especially with the way they attacked, uh, I don't know. And, again, their bench, man, only four bench points. I know Houston's not deep themselves, but I think that's that's where you, you look at it. And especially this game and the Laker game, to me, points out why they need Kemba. I think it gives them another, you know, creator, another guy who can set people up. But at the same time, it puts less pressure on Gordon Hayward. I thought he was a little tentative late. And especially especially when he's going to be there, it allows for Hayward to go against guys that, you know, second unit, it's different. It's not him going against the Harden. You know, Houston doesn't really play their bench often, but he gets more, more frequency in minutes. And, you know, he's going to maybe play late, but at the same time, you're going to spot him some points, and that's going to set him up late. So I think this is a game that, you know, once again, I, I, lo- I love this matchup. I was looking forward to it. It lived up to the hype. And, uh, yeah, just let me know what you guys think, people. Um, just let me know what topics you guys want to talk about. You know, I really appreciate the feedback once again. We appreciate the love. Let me know what you guys think. Take care, y'all.